Let's Get Two presents Go, Go Astros! Go, Go Astros! A focus on H-Town Hardball. So we're back here on Go, Go Astros, and it was a pretty good week for the Strohs. They went four and three, but Brian, one of the things that's gotten me the most kind of impressed is the overall record for what is for this grueling stretch of games that there's now three games left they've actually played pretty well for having had this big marathon yeah i mean they've made their big move in the division to take over the lead uh of the division it's still early we'll see where that goes but um you know they've had you know what's likely to be one of their best months of the season here in may despite playing It'll end the AMB 33 games in 34 days, and I suspect they'll all uh, really enjoy sleeping in on Thursday morning. You know, Andy, it definitely was better than the, the, the big road trip they had when the convention was here in 1992. Although that was fun, because remember they wrote in the Chronicle, like Biggio had his diary? I went, to the, I went to the last game of that and got a poster, which I had in my dorm room. If you recall, though, <laughs> as much hand-wringing was happening around that 1992 road trip, Uh, The Astros were pretty bad in 1991. Um, You know, that was one of those years where I just hope they win one game out of each series, not get swept. That's (laughs) that's and in 92 with that road trip, they managed to be 500 on that road trip, um, which was a big, big deal for the level of talent that team had and kind of a foretold a little bit of the future. This was a little better than that, although you'd like not to have dropped two of three to the Red Sox. But I guess whatever we need to do to keep the peace in Brian's house, I mean, we'll do. So I think the Astros are very giving in that respect. Well, I, I tell you what, though, for the Red Sox series, especially like it, it didn't feel like the Red Sox were a team that was as bad as their record. And it just felt like something was got to got to give. Right, Brian? I mean, yeah, my hope at, uh, a couple of weeks before is we got to them before they started getting hot. And that didn't happen. And they've continued to play well since then because um, they're a better team than their, you know, their record indicated. Um, so yeah, we just sort of caught them on the bad, bad sort of part of that. But, uh, as I mentioned before, we're entering into a stretch where they don't play a team in playoff position for about a month. So, you know, um, overall they won the series at, uh, uh they won the series at Washington. Um, uh, they won three or uh, three or four against the Rangers. They've got more teams. They should, you know, that are beatable in the near future here. And it's a time to win some games and they're doing that. The biggest thing I think over the last week, though, was actually Urquidy's start yesterday, despite my best attempts to jinx it, Brian, on Twitter. But um, Andy, what was different about him? Um, He just seemed to me more efficient. He seemed to be, you know, he's always in the zone, which can be his downfall. But overall, what did you see out of Urquidy yesterday? Um, That would be great if I remember what I said. Uh, He... Urquidy's got uh, a piece of maturity that I think is uh, coming on more and more. He's probably at the level of talent that he's going to be at for his career. He's not going to get appreciably better at his age, uh, but he's got a pretty long runway. I think the benefit to Urquidy is that he throws strikes, like you mentioned, um, and it's fun to watch. It's not a slow game generally when he's pitching, uh, but from a pitch selection and how he handled his third time through the order yesterday, uh, you could tell that some of the things that our pitching staff uh, is trying to communicate to him are starting to click when he, when it's going bad for him, it's very obvious what he's going to throw on the next pitch. And he doesn't have the kind of stuff to just blow by guys. It's got to be placement. It's got to be pitch selection. And when he's going well, which in general he does, um, 
that that's what you see. It's just a good mix of pitches and saving things for certain situations, uh, throwing a slider when you need to throw a slider versus throwing a fastball when they're expecting a fastball kind of thing. Um, but he, he was really impressive against a, a Rangers lineup that can hit. Uh, so uh, it, it was good. Certainly an improvement from what happened in Boston earlier in the week. And I think another person that looked improved, Bregman looked a lot better yesterday, Brian. Um, overall, your impressions? Yeah, I mean, Bregman has somehow become the whipping boy for having a bad week, which <laughs> player is going to have. I mean, it's, it's been kind of notable. I went and checked his numbers to make sure my impression wasn't off. But no, he's uh, about 20%. You know, his OPS plus is about 20% above average. Uh, one thing we all need to adjust to is the average for a hitter has gone down this year across the board. Um, and we need to sort of adjust our expectations for that based on the new baseball. But he had a nice game on Sunday and was able to, you know, have that uh, uh, that RBI double. That was, I think, you know, nice for his confidence. It's not the Bregman we saw in 2018 or 2019, you know, but it is a Bregman who is uh, a really effect a really effective player, particularly because he's still making really good decisions on when to swing and pitches. He's leading Major League Baseball in walks, and so. Again, not vintage Alex Bregman, but, you know, time for him to improve and to get his power numbers up. You know, Andy, you said something actually about – you said something about if this is was going to become a team that doubles people to death, you're okay with it. It does seem like the Astros maybe are making some adjustments to the fact that the ball doesn't fly the way it used to. Well, let's be clear. I say a lot of things, and most of them don't come true. So I'm happy when one does. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think – it's a team – the perfect adjustment to me yesterday was Alvarez's bomb to center field that was a double off the wall, but it was a double because he learned from what happened the last time he thought it was a home run and he hustled out of the box and it was a stand-up double without a question. Where, I thought it was a home run off the bat. I did uh, yeah, too. Everybody did. did. But he didn't take it for granted, which was the lesson learned. So, you know, everybody who had consternation over that a couple of weeks ago can put up. The Astros in the last week and a half have moved from 18th in OPS in major leagues to 7th. Um, and that's due to slugging a lot better because they're still not getting on base at the pace that we expect them to. Um, they're like 18th or 19th in on base percentage. Uh, so they're hitting the ball and they're not relying on the home runs. So even though your slugging percentage is going up, that isn't necessarily because you're hitting home runs, uh, but they are taking a lot of extra bases. They are being really aggressive sometimes like yesterday with Pena. Um, it doesn't always work out and that's part of being aggressive on the base pass, but I think you're starting to see them adjust and their run scores are run scored per game is going up. Their OPS is going up because of it. Um, the teams that are going to be slow to adjust. And I think that's one of the issues the Red Sox have had up to this last week was they're very slow to adjust to the fact the ball just isn't traveling the way it used to. Um, Astros are smarter than the Red Sox. I said it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think that it's, it's, good and I think we have a bunch of guys who are multiple enough in their offensive approach that they can adjust and they can deal with different baseballs different field conditions different whatever uh Altuve I think is famous for being able to give the team what it needs uh and so you're going to see a lot of guys up and down the lineup uh Brantley Alvarez Bregman who are going to stop trying to worry about launch angle and worry about putting the ball in play and that's starting to come to pass it's almost like that might be what Major League Baseball had in mind from the in the first place, Brian. It's a happy accident, but I'm not willing to give Major League Baseball, like I said, any credit for getting anything right. Brian? 
the big turn in the Astros offense from, you know, the, the, the frustrating years to, you know, one of the best offenses in baseball starting from 2017 on has been their ability to make contact to avoid strikeouts. And hey, that's a good strategy in any particular time period. It's a particularly better strategy when you have, you know, uh, with the current ball, getting more balls in contact, hitting more line drives. They're very capable of doing that. And we're seeing that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to make for an ex- more, uh, I don't know, it kind of sort of, I think it's a more exciting brand of baseball, personally. Um, we still are suffering for some weird, weird, dusty Baker decisions. And I think part of that was seen last night with Blake Taylor getting into a little bit of trouble. And then we went to uh, Presley, and it seems like either what seems like what I would have done because you don't want Presley going back to back yet is I would have given Montero the eighth because he only had to get one out in the seventh and then maybe Stanek in the ninth. But it does seem like, um, I guess there's only three games left in this stretch, but it did, it did feel like it was another little weird uh, dusty Baker bullpen thing, Andy. Well, it, you know, we talk about there only being three games left in this 33 games and 34 day stretch, and they're against a Cleveland team that's not great. They're middle of the road, a little bit under 500, but, a, you know, a good week would put them uh, squarely in the AL Central conversation. Uh, it's weird from a perspective that even if we had an off day today, he'd still use the pitchers in a weird fashion, like, well, I can't burn somebody, or I can, just depending on how, the, you know, which way the wind is blowing. Um, I don't agree with Presley being put in that situation yesterday. I'm glad he got the double play ball. Um, it, it got out of the jam, but I don't agree that he should have been in the game in the first place. Uh, I was enthused the start of the appearance before because he was hitting 95-96. It had a sequence of 95-96-95, um, which he hadn't thrown that hard all year. So, But he comes out the next day on Sunday um, and is throwing a bunch of sliders because there were runners on base. He was throwing from the, pit, um, from the stretch. Uh, and it's just a weird situation to put him in. I don't know why you only use Montero for one batter. Um, he's a guy who is younger and, you know, appreciably a little bit healthier than Presley is right now, who still appears to be managing through the knee pain. Um, you've got other options in the bullpen. That's the other piece I don't get. You've got other guys besides the two or three that he wants to pitch. And it's, we, we, I've said this probably every week that we've done this show. It literally is this weird idea that he's got 13 pitchers, but he only wants to use four of them. And then all of a sudden he remembers, oh, I've got five other guys in the bullpen. Let's pitch them all at once. And they haven't had appearances in a while and they struggle. And it feels like we're setting up for that again, even though the competition's getting a little bit better in our favor um, in the next week or two. So it's, it, it's dusty. And I, you know, we can sit and tilt at the windmill of what if, um, I love that Twitter thinks that AJ Hinch is going to opt out of his contract after the end of the season, and we're going to hire him back because that's where we were about a week ago. Um, I don't know what Twitter is going to do, frankly, after this week, because all the whipping boys have started to hit. So Guriel's not being DFA'd. Bregman evidently is not going to be DFA'd. So I guess we're going to go back to picking on um, Martin Maldonado, who, by the way, had his best week um, as an Astro probably since the 2019 season. So good for him. He probably had four hits. Part of why the he's not using as many guys in the bullpen is because he's getting really good starting pitching, and he's not had to have a game recently. Uh, didn't have to have a game this week where he had to, uh, particularly against the Rangers, where he had to uh, use 
four or five bullpen guys for five innings. And so they've been mostly close games. So I, I sort of define this as it's a good problem to have that he's not pitching Seth Martinez enough um, to be ideal for Seth Martinez. But we also haven't seen um, Brian Abreu in a couple of days. Like all of a sudden that guy gets on a run and he disappears. I, I find the disappearing act frustrating. Um, Ryan Presley on the radio saying, yeah, well, it's tough to go seven days without pitching. Well, there's no excuse to go seven days. There just isn't. And we saw it. We, we've seen it since Dusty's been here where we don't hear from guys for 10 days and then they get in, they're rusty and they don't. I think you have to realize from now we have good starting pitchers. So let's manage their workload. I mean, especially if you've got a closer who's a little bit gimpy, why does he – maybe it's not Seth Martinez, but maybe you do use Montero a little bit more. Maybe you do go to Brian Abreu. Maybe there are other guys in that bullpen that are healthy that need the work. Um, that's I – mean, this is the frustration with Dusty as manager, um, and I would guess it's the frustration you had if you were a Cubs, Giants, or Reds, or Nationals fan, is that he forgets that he has guys or doesn't want to use guys – and then to Jim's point, they get in games and they're rusty. They don't have the effectiveness they need to have. It's it's a it's a blind spot that Dusty has, and it's just unfortunately something we have to live with for at least the rest of the season. Brian, I'm sorry, I did cut you off on your explanation. I apologize. Yeah. Abreu's got 17 and two thirds innings pitched. That's one and a third inning below the leader in the bullpen, which is tied with Mayton. Um, so Dusty's distributing the enemy innings relatively evenly, at least among some of his top arms. And, you know, regardless of sort of how Dusty's doing, the bullpen's been doing a great job um, and has won, I think, the lowest ERA in the American League so far. Yeah, I mean, definitely the results are there. Um, I guess what should we look forward to? We have, I mean, we don't play the Angels for a long time, it looks like. So there's there really is the opportunity to kind of just keep racking up wins and not even worry about looking at stand, standings right now. Hey, we, we have a healthy diet of Mariners and A's coming up. Um, and if you look at the rest of the division, that's a good good place to be for the next several games. So um, I'm looking forward to the Astros continuing. To, we've got past the 11 games over hump. We're now 12 games over 500. Uh, it's a time for the Astros to pad some wins and uh, keep going. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll make a quick Mariners comment. I'm on Scott Service job watch. He may not be manager for much longer if this keeps up. Yeah, I mean, definitely they build all that expectations from last season. They theoretically improved the team, but – I think everybody saw that they were playing over their skis last year. Well, I think that's a shame, too, because to the point, the three of us who, you know, you could probably take our collective baseball knowledge and put it in the Dixie Cup, uh, all said this is probably a year they're going to take a little bit of a step back because they played way over their skis in um, 2021. And that's what's happened so far. Kellenek's been sent down. Uh, Jose Rodriguez has not been everything that he was advertised to be yet. Uh, which is normal when a guy gets brought up. Um, so that's that, that that would be disappointing because I think service is a good manager. I do too. Well, that will wrap us up this week. We'll be back. Actually, not even next week. We're going to take next week off because it is Memorial Day, and then we will be back in two weeks, hopefully with the Astros with a little bit more comfortable lead in the division. Until then, guys, go Strohs. Hey, next Monday, instead of listening to us, you can look at the standings. Go Strohs. Go Strohs, no camo hats. Go Go Astros is a presentation from Twitchy Dolphin Media and part of the Let's Get To Baseball Network.